0: Perceptive readers, this is a special reading uh, from Deuteronomy chapter 9 verses 14 to the conclusion of that chapter. <clears throat> there are special comments, uh, statements that I would like to make in the beginning, uh, during it, and even at the end. So let me start off by saying when you read God's word, the Bible, I've expressed at times that it creates a atmosphere, uh, a peace, a peacefulness, a calmness, you see, in your mind that whatever subject come up or situation come up that you are experiencing, God's spirit at times will recall certain scriptures, passages back to your mind. He will do that and it will be him speaking to you as well through his Holy Spirit. Uh, That is what is going on right now with the selection of scriptures that I will share with you today uh, which I will explain certain things about them as well. So let me continue along still uh, with my opening um, statements. You know I've mentioned uh, in the past 24 hours on uh, one of my Telegram app uh, podcasts that you, who enjoy peace, who wants everybody to have enough to not only eat, you see, not only to uh, have a roof over their head, but yes, even enjoy life uh through recreational pursuits, enjoying the fruits of their labor, which is all scriptural, which is all in agreement with the, quote, happy God, unquote. So. We know that we were meant to enjoy this earth. <clears throat> Some of us have gone into. Uh, secular work through different ways, whether it's been farmers, you know, one of my favorite illustrations to use or some of the Jesus illustrations to use that he already used. But there are also occupations now in our time frame that certainly weren't around during Jesus day. Think about the technology area, like information technology. Uh, think about manufacturing plants on the level and scale that we have now. <clears throat> Then you have also trades and skills. You know, there are skills that persons have picked up at times. And let me tell you about this. There's actually been individuals who were struggling when they were younger to, you know, make an income, uh, make a living, just had a hardship. And yes, their hardship even uh, may entice them to certain hustles as they call it uh back then in their younger days that they wouldn't have even been enticed towards if they had already been receiving what uh a due a fair wage for the work that they were uh, (coughs) putting out if they were given work at all and so if they were not able to work in one type of environment or setting Uh, They may have created their own hustle. They may have created their own, as I use the expression, lemonade stand, uh, which is, uh, you know, lemonade stands uh, to sell a product or service or what have you. And, uh, you know, I'm just using this expression that brought in income again that (laughs) did more than help them to. Uh, provide for themselves, provide for their extended families. Um, and they were successful, you see, in that type of setting. Their compensation in that type of setting, uh, for their services showed, you see, it, 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 it matched. That's why I said again, they were successful. So even though someone may not have looked at that lemonade stand, as a success to them because of the way that they view the corporate world, the farm world, the blue collar, the white collar, and things of that nature, uh, the evidence was still clear that in this person's mind of peace, you see, and their own relationship with God, they were very much successful. Okay. So imagine uh, still that this person, uh, who was successful in the lemonade stand, actually had other persons come in, and kept turning over the lemonade stand, kept breaking everything about it. Then eventually, that person would have to what? Uh, find another area, another location, or um, another uh, skill occupation, something that can protect their own investment, their own gift and right to make a living for themselves and their family. So whether somebody encroached in on their space or not, the person still trying to keep peace, you know, uh, in all legal ways still, pursue their course, their skill in life to be successful in legal ways, in legal ways. Wasn't hurting anybody. Wasn't taking from anybody. So with that being uh, said, how would you feel for the ones or feel about the ones who actually went on a mission to destroy this person's lemonade stand? Yet, as this person continued to rebuild their lemonade stand with more flavors than just lemonade, but then you started getting into smoothie manufacturing. Uh, you started getting into other health drinks, you know, as your business grew. Once again, all a part of what that man's skill set is. You see, most people would say, boy, that's kudos. That, you're right. Uh, that really does, um, y- you know, um, help me in this area and that way. So the person's, Uh, notoriety grows in a good way. The person is respected as someone who is knowledgeable in this area or that area. Now what happened in the process is when some of the persons who tried to destroy this man's lemonade stand, all their craftiness and going to places they had no business going to to actually destroy this person's livelihood uh, did not work. When people started admiring this person's lemonade stand was destroyed time and time again over the years, started admiring this uh, person as uh, what do they call it again uh, uh, today? um it has something to do with a thinker, uh, someone. Oh, they may even call it, uh, influencer. You see, as the man would say, Oh, you can call it, you know, what you want on how it makes you feel. But see, it still did not change the fact of who that man was inside. He already knew inside his heart and mind who he is. So whether persons, uh, you know, thought, uh very, very highly of them or less than him. You see, it didn't go as many people say, it didn't go to their head where they just, you know, once again started thinking they were something that they're not. So they kept balance. Um With that being said, still, some of the very persons who you can see very clearly what their motives were in mm-hmm. destroying this man's, uh, or or could be a woman, this man's livelihood, and yes, even their identity, which uh, the grand creator did not allow them to do, uh, then th- they started falling back on the last resort as if this man, or this woman, was taking something away from them. When really, <coughs> initially in the beginning, some of the, the really the the majority of the very persons who were destroying the man lemonade, if they would have once again uh, shown the proper uh, respect and dignity for God and man, they most likely would have received free lemonade constantly. But isn't that something? Instead of wanting to respect God and man and, and the views about livelihood and the way that you treat somebody, you know, another human being, they wanted to destroy it. They wanted to destroy it. And a person may say, how does God feel about this? How does God feel about this? Well, now, you after hearing all of this, you could probably come to uh, even a more better appreciation of why the scriptures that we're covering today in this special reading is applicable okay, and why they come to mind. Here we go. The first, I'm going to read this from um, this is along the line of the uh, Bible you know, how we say in basic English or the Bible in easy reading English. And so you're going to see how this translation put certain statements or phrases. And then I'm going to tell you how another translation actually, you see, actually uh, comprised several words into one in today's English. You see what I'm saying? And you still get the same spirit and you talk about God's word coming alive. Hopefully it will for you in these cases. Okay. So in Deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 14, notice what it says in the Holy Bible. It says when you go to live in the land that the Lord your God is giving you, giving to you Each family will receive their piece of land. You must never move the stones that show the edge of your neighbor's land. It has always belonged to them. So did you notice the key words here where it says that God is giving you land? Well, did you know in one translation, not only one, but even in the New World Translation, which I encourage you to uh, read in verse 14, it just simply says that you receive your inheritance. Isn't that something? So we know when persons is receiving their land, you know, that God is giving to them. What was God giving to them? Well, by reading the New World Translation and other Bible translations to date in our modern in our English, we would say, "Oh, when God is giving you your inheritance." Now, you look up the word inheritance and look at how all that is involved. So, with that being said, let's continue to move forward with verse 15 in the Basic Bible English or Easy uh, Reading. In Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 15, it says, If only one person says that he has seen someone Uh, oh before i go to verse 15 let me make sure i tell you too where it says that you must not move the stones that show the edge of the neighbor's land in verse 14 well today we would just say the neighbor's boundary marker you see so you know what that is do uh, you normally see these little wooden sticks? Uh, they can have a, a, a bright color or something uh, that's marking the land boundaries from one person's land or plot of land to the other. OK, so that was never to be moved one way or the other to say you have more land or you have less lands. Now notice in verse 15, what it goes on to talk about. It says, if only one person says that he has seen someone do something wrong, that is not enough. There must be at least two or three people who saw the sin. Then the judge may say that the person is guilty. Okay. Now in verse 15, in another translation, it goes on to say that the person who is uh, claiming to, uh, to see the sin, it says that someone else saw on two or three witnesses, the matter should be established. See, it's almost better for me to read it directly from the New World Translation in Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 15. But the key word that I, I saw right here where it says, no single witness may convict another. Okay, no single witness may convict another. Now, in 14, not, not 14, in 16 now, Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 16. This is what I'm going to do so that it won't get muddied by me going back and forth and then looking for the keyword that I'm looking because I didn't I didn't mark the my, my Bible up. You know, this is still a Bible that you know I, I don't like to mark up too much the paper one, uh, you know, the book size one. So and the other one, the easy translation, is actually On the internet, so I can just read that. So, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read through and then I'll go back through and tell you what keywords in another translation, the New World Translation that I have that will mark with this, okay? Because I did, I had a few thoughts go through my mind. Okay, I'm gonna start from the beginning in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 14 all the way to 21. It says, when you go to live in the land that the Lord, your God is giving to you, each family will receive their piece of land. You must never move the stones that show the edge of your neighbor's land. It has always belonged to them. If only one person says that he has seen someone do something wrong, that is not enough. There must be at least two or three people who saw the sin. Then the judge may say that the person is guilty. Somebody may accuse another person because he wants to hurt him. He tells lies against them. Then both of them must stand in front of the judges that the Lord has chosen. Those are the priests and the judges who have authority at that time. The judges must be careful to to discover who is telling the truth. The person may be speaking lies against another Israelite to accuse him. If he is telling lies, you must punish him in the same way that he wanted to punish the other Israelite. You must remove evil things like this from among yourselves. Then everyone else will hear what has happened. They will be afraid to do any more evil things like that. Do not be sorry for people who are guilty. Punish people as they deserve. A life for a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a hand for a head, a foot For a foot, now that's pretty powerful. What I need to bring out here is just like I told you in the other translation, there are key words uh, that actually comprise into one word, like from inheritance, um, boundary marker, conviction, um, other words that deals with investigation, meaning thoroughly the search through. See, these are other words, schemed, malicious. These are words that in other translations, you will still see sometimes in the modern translations for today's English. But even other words uh, that take the place or end up being, as I mentioned, uh, the same meaning of the sentence that describes such things that happened in Deuteronomy chapter 19, verses 14 through 21. And so I still now, in my concluding thoughts, want to bring out, you notice how the Bible clearly brings out that people will make accusations against another person just because they want to hurt them. Or, as one translation um, put it, that they make a malicious accusation. You see, they tell lies against the person. And I find it interesting in the same line of thought that all of this was within the same chapter that even talks about the territorial boundary marker. You see what I'm saying? So imagine someone being jealous of another property. That a person has. A person having land or inheritance. Uh, now, you know, let's just extend it in principle. A person has an an occupation. You see, uh, a livelihood that brings home the bacon, as people call it. Uh Oh, I, I, once again, that's an expression. But all the same, uh, it brings home the money. What they need, it uh, it, it gives them the fruits of their labor. They're able to enjoy life as well. You see, and which I said again is all scriptural, from also the scriptural notation about God is a happy God, happy quote unquote. You see, so he, here is the point. God knows because of the evilness in certain hearts, these things would happen. And so he made a decision already back then in his law to say that, you know, if somebody actually tries to accuse another human being of something just so they can actually take, you see, their livelihood away from them, take their inheritance away from them, you see, steal their identity even, God said, well, whatever the same thing that they were trying to do to that person, it it was to return right back on them. Uh, Some of you may call it karma. Um, In the Christian Greek scriptures, it's called weeping what you sow. But all the same, I want to emphasize this point. These laws were truly given to God's personal possession, his people, as a, you see, as a nation that was holy to him, that was his possession. And so, since they were in that arrangement of covenant, you see, these were the laws they were functioning under. They literally, really didn't have to go to the outside world for anything if they didn't want to. Isn't that interesting? See, that's the way it was set up back then. During Solomon's reign of prosperity and peace, remember, they didn't really have to go to nations or anything, but the nations were certainly coming to them, you see, for their riches, for their land of milk and honey, for uh, for their wisdom and teachings and architecture and stuff like that. Think about King Solomon. So the point is they had God within their midst. Whether it was with that, <clears throat> that cloud or pillar of fire by night, you see, cloud in the day, pillar of fire by night, uh, <clears throat> he represented himself. Um, you see, uh, when Moses, you see, was around, um, the Ark of the Covenant, that tent and everything, they could see the physical manifestation of God even really communicating, you see, over that tent, whether Aaron went in there once a year, you see, (coughs) to offer up sacrifices, um, uh, forgiveness of sins and things of that nature, and also, you know, remember when Moses at times would go to Mount Sinai, (coughs) but with all that being said, they knew when God was talking, they could see it, you see, At times, uh, even in the deliverance, they they saw it all. They saw it all. And yet, did you still see how it affected them at times where just before they were about to get their first king and King Saul because they were asking the prophet uh, hmm, was it Nathan? I would have to remember. Was it Samuel? Uh, uh, The thing about it is, yeah, yeah, I think it was Samuel. (coughs) The thing about it is, when the people started asking for a visible king, you know why they, they did it? Because God already said in the, once again, in the beginning about his, uh, uh, when he was giving the law covenant out, you see along these lines, he was even saying one day these people are going to ask for a king because they're going to want to be just like the nations. They want to be just like the nations. Look, I'm just emphasizing that. Okay, so when it did come to that time, after Judges and everything, uh, you know, after the book of Judges, where they wanted a a king to represent them and everything, uh, God had already had a provision, but he still said, you know, uh, this is what you give the king. And, And it was a lot. It was a lot. But he was also emphasizing... That king better read his word every single day and not get greedy and once again be taking away from people stuff that they're not supposed to be taking away from them. But that's a side note. Uh, We'll talk about that one day. But here is the thing. God said. They want a king. You know, don't don't feel bad. You know, he was talking to his prophet. They didn't reject you they rejected me that's what jehovah was saying he said they didn't reject you they rejected me that's what jehovah was saying and yet he still let these persons appease to their their peer pressure of the nations wanting to have a visible king and everything of that nature and so you know he just once again see according to their own free will and conscience but he's still saying you my special possession I'll just uh, you know I'll I'll just let you do this let you see it for yourself and so anyway uh what happened they end up getting the king and and still for all intents and purposes God was directing the nation through the king when the king listened you see and through the uh, through the prophet the Levites and everything uh but Here's the thing that I want to move on to. That was a different arrangement and set up. Once Jesus established the Christian congregation, remember Jesus already emphasizing his prayer. We are not in that type of holy nation physically arrangement anymore where you know, we have the executive, legislative, and bill making all within this land, this governmental setup with, you know, complete authority, you know, see with God. Uh, because the whole point is Christians now are scattered throughout the whole world. Sure, they have their own Christian congregation government set up, but remember, That whole Christian congregation government set up is still like what Jesus said. You're no part of the world. So the point is, you're still supposed to be elevated in your thinking where even when the world has squabbles with one another. Don't you give up your neutrality and then start fighting in those squabbles against one another when you're supposed to be saving people from both sides, two sides, three sides, four sides, no matter how many sides. You're not supposed to be taking sides with these different, you see, factions because you're still supposed to be telling them this is the goodness of your God. This is the time of your salvation. So if you want to live in peace, this is still how. This is a humanitarian saving act, saving the world, even in knowledge. Does it make sense to you, perceptive readers, why Jesus said his disciples would be no part of the world? So other persons can bicker and things of that nature. And it's like, you see, you know, Christians do their best Not to take sides in that way. Where because of one side condemning this other side, then we just go along with it. When one side said, you don't talk to that person. And it's almost like, okay, this is just between you two or you three or what have you. What has that person done so bad? Where is your proof that they did this to you? Where is there proof that they're doing this to you? Where is there proof, uh, uh continue, that it's being malicious? You see? Make sure, Christians do at least, they don't go about engaging in slander, kicking over people's lemonade stands, making accusations, taking boundary markers, mockers and all that stuff, Really, because the intent is to take something from somebody. And then when they can't take it, then try to make the accusation that something was taken from them. Reminds me of the spirit of Esau. Listen to that podcast that I talked about in there. So anyway, perceptive readers, you will have the whole weekend to, uh, uh, listen to this, meditate on these things. If you have any questions, you can reach me at minds.com forward slash James Poadistry. And, um, and as I, uh, carry out my activities that once again, I need to carry out to try to fix things, to make things better for you with your website, with my website. James Poe Artistry website, all the way around, if you have questions, if there's a hiccup somewhere, as I mentioned before, you have the access and power on a lot of things. So, you can find out at times that something is not working right or what have you. And the more clear and quicker you get the information in to whether somebody can even ask questions back and forth, the quicker a problem can be solved. I told you we were not meant to be programmed in such a way where it's such on a half mind level that people no longer get to just express themselves and their consciousness and the goodness of God in their own free flowing, free willed way without being programmed to say something at this and exact time. That's not the way that God made us. He wouldn't have made us in his images, in his image, if we were supposed to just be mad, numb, drones and robots. You get what I'm saying? You get the sense of what I'm saying? Thank you for being here, Perceptive Readers. Uh, again, have a very wonderful, wonderful week here. You have just listened to the perceptive readers podcast remember until next time if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better it becomes your reality